Okay, storm into the party like my name was El Nino. Something, something, El Camino. Oh, yes. Oh, God, yes! Welcome back to Is It Still Good? This is the show where we throw our own house party because no one came. Uh, we, we lose our rose-colored glasses in said house party, and so it, it is without them that we have to talk all that kerfuffin alone and look upon the things of our past to decide if any of it's still good. I am Bear Kennedy. I'm in Chicago. Joining me today uh, are, are uh, a group of familiar faces, starting with, as always. AC, baby. How about that? First time I ever did that. It yeah. probably didn't work. Um, it'll be the last time, too. Uh, Andrew Carter, Los Angeles. We are joined by our beloved guests, uh, known colloquially, colloquially as the Knicks. Nick Stillwell, Nick Call, uh, here to join us, which means you know it's a music episode. And we're going to get into that in a minute. But first, I just want to ask the Knicks, Nick Stillwell, how we doing? Doing well, man. I mean, we were doing pretty well up until the introduction of yourself as AC, but we're doing okay. <laughs> that was Nick Call. <laughs> which one? <laughs> You've never referred to yourself as AC ever? Like, that just like. Oh, I did. I, I did when I was. Apparently, when I was like seven years old, first time I was skiing, and I learned how to ski, and like was like having my balance. Apparently, I <clears throat> apparently I skied right past my parents on the bunny hill, and I looked at them and went, "Call me AC," and just kept going. <laughs> that that was worse than I thought. I thought you were gonna be like, "Oh, I got really into Thomas Edison. Give me that alternating current." <laughs> no, not AC. Even close. It sounds like a boy band name, you know? Yeah. Yeah, kind of does. like if you were in if you were in like a boy band, you'd be like, "Yeah, my name's AC." My name's AC. Um, AC yeah. said ten percent. <laughs> Too bad AC ain't in charge no more. Um, well, before we get into today's uh, music topic, uh, did everyone have a good day? How's everybody doing? Bear, how you doing? I had a weird day. Uh, I had become a first responder today. Um, oh. I I I was a witness to a pedestrian getting wrecked by a vehicle, which <gasps> uh, was not not a great time um she lived but it was like it was pretty hardcore you came up upon the scene or you saw i i was walking home like half a block from my home and this was this was very weird so i a girl was walking like gonna cross the street uh i live on like a four lane like major street in chicago so it's like kind of busy there isn't a light there um so i she's wearing a mask and i'm not because I'm fully vaxxed and everything. So I noticed she was wearing a mask outside walking. It's like, okay, I'll give her a little little room. It's like, normally I don't pay attention to people, but I paid attention to that. And then, so I, I walk past and then I hear like the like horn skid collision. And I turn around and I see her like getting up. And like, in it was like, I, I missed like, it was very much like a in the blink of an eye thing. Like I missed the impact, but like I, I'd seen that person and I saw it happen after. And like, I ran across the street before I realized like I did it. Cause I was like, that person just got hit by a fucking car. Like I'm on foot, like I'm gonna, I gotta go help. Uh, so, you know, it is like sit her down. Uh, I don't know what the fuck happened, but she was bleeding from her face, like under the mask. She like went to take it off. I'm like, let's just, I'm like, let's just relax. What's up? She didn't take her mask off, dude. It it there. I I think I saw a loose tooth in there. Like I I figured like let's just keep this contained. 
uh, for the moment. Um, called 911. They, the ambulance came and uh, I felt like a, like a real loser because I had no medical training, but I was just like, let me, let me ask her if you're okay, which I, that didn't help. And then called 911, which I'd done like twice in my life. Um, so I've been thinking about that a lot today. That was weird. Was she wow. pretty out of it or like, I mean, I know she had a mask on, so it's kind of hard to tell what's like going on in it, there, but. Yeah. You know, when someone gets like seriously injured and they have a look, but cause it doesn't hurt yet, but they just got fucked up. She had that look. Mm-hmm. And all I could think was, I hope I'm not giving her a look of, holy shit, how are you alive? Uh, cause I really felt like I was doing that. Cause like, that's not going to help, but she, she looked fucked up. So uh, was my- her fault or was it the car's fault? A hundred percent the car's fault. A hundred percent. Because she was crossing like a four-lane street, so she crossed two lanes to the median. The the near side traffic was going to let her cross, but that's always really dangerous because it creates a big problem for the far side traffic lane because they can't tell why the person's stopping, right? So by the time they can, this Prius came up, it could it it realized why everyone stopped because someone was crossing and it whacked that person. Is it wow, safe to that's... say the accident left her with a fat lip? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's they, dark. I, I didn't see any bone. Uh, an old guy asked me if there was an accident, and then his second question was, he, he like really intensely went, was anyone killed? And I was like, no, she's in the ambulance. And he, he was like, oh, okay. And they just left. Like he, That guy scouts the neighborhood for blood. Uh, so just a lot of weird shit uh, that that I don't normally. Yeah, do. man. Fuck. Day off. How are you feeling? I feel fine. Like uh, that's what uh, Jackie was like. Did you see this person get hit? And like, are you okay? Because I can really fuck you up. And I was like, no. I. It was like I did the I did the math. I saw it was like it happened between like frames of a movie. Like I, I just knew right. at the time. Like I don't give a shit if someone rear ends someone, but you know, not just right. seeing that person crossing, I wouldn't have wouldn't have even thought twice. And since so, I how close was it? Like. Was it close to hitting you at all, or was it just no? Like... Because I was going, let me a little theater of the mind like, I'm going straight. Uh-huh. The girl who got hit is coming at, at a perpendicular, perpendicular. and the, the busy street is parallel to me, so she's going that way while I'm going straight. So by the yeah. time she got to Problem Town, it was in my you know behind me. Jesus Christ, that was weird. Fucking day, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm... look, I'm, I'm glad she's okay. As far um, as I know, I don't. I don't think I heard one of the head EMTs calling in like no, no like non-life threatening injuries. Like, all right, she's gonna live. But she was like, how 15. long did you stay on the scene? Uh, till the the cop showed up to take a report. Was she I, able to like know. sit up? Like, I assume you like sat her down. Was she able to sit up, or was she just like yeah. laying down? She was able to sit up. Okay, I mean that's a good so, sign, right? Th- that's a great sign. I don't know how she hit her face. Like that must have fucking hurt um real bad yeah but I, I wonder um, I, I imagine maybe she hit it either like either they the heart the car hit her and it and she hit the pavement in the way or maybe it hit her and she first hit their like the hood or the windshield or something yeah that's fucking Oof. crazy holy shit yeah so that that's why i uh i prefaced with saying yeah i had a, I had a weird day yeah clearly well look we're we're glad you're okay and we're glad she I, I was okay. not even a part of it i was just like well, no, I just mean your trauma. Like, I'm glad that, you know. I, that's, I'll, I'll live. Like, I hope this girl can get her chiclets glued back in. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Or she comes to your place tomorrow and she's like, hey, I just want to let you know that was completely your fault. <laughs> she's like, she if you hadn't moved and like, given me space. She was distracted like you're not wearing a mask and it just threw off completely. Yeah. She's like, look at this fucking asshole. She doesn't look both ways and then she's flattened. <laughs> Well, yeah. So, in case, um, glad we covered that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, I'm, I'm serious. It's a, it's a good story, but I, if anything, I'm just glad that someone, you know, someone's life wasn't cut short. But um, so, for anybody listening, you probably caught uh, Nick Call's wildly inappropriate yet apropos joke a few minutes ago, where he said, "Did it leave her with a fat lip?" Um, we are covering some 41s, all killer, no filler. Um, of course, the album that has the, the hit single, the classic now, Fat Lip. Um, so this album was released May 8th, 2001. It is a ripe 20 years old. We all grew up with this album, whether we liked it or not. This song was ubiquitous. The album was ubiquitous. Some 41 was ubiquitous. That album cover is like, you never forget it. Um, but I'd like to start with the Knicks um whichever one of you wants to go first how did this album affect you and you know what was your first introduction to some 41 because i imagine it was definitely this album i think most people's introduction i think they had done you know some songs here and there but um this was their big one um i can go first uh definitely fat lip i mean they came out of nowhere for me um i imagine like a lot of people unless you followed them when they were pretty early on. Um, maybe if you live in Canada, you knew about them, but uh, Fat Lip, I remember the video, it hit, I remember TRL premiering it, I wanna say. Like, I feel like I watched that um, that episode when they premiered Fat Lip and it was just, <clears throat> it was crazy. I remember the video was wild. The song was like, um, just super, super different, you know? Like, we, we're gonna get into obviously like, the sound of this album and pop punk and sort of like where some 41 fits within this era. But I actually think Fat Lip is like a very unique song in terms of, of pop punk, whether you like it or not, you know, I agree. Um, it's dynamically just super different. You know, you got, you got some pop punk stuff. You got a great riff, um, sort of that fun, like call and response, almost like Beastie Boys aspect to it. Um, there's, there's a lot going on and, I just remember this video coming out and like, I remember just like, it, it was so different from anything I had heard at that point um, in a good way. And I connected with it. I mean, it was, it was a huge hit obviously. And then they followed it up with, with In Too Deep, which was also a really big song. And I ended up getting a hold of the album at some point around then too. But um, it was big for me. It was big for me. I was thinking about, this year, like I looked up, you know, it came out in 2001 and I'm like, that's really funny. Like, cause in 2000, I was definitely listening to a lot of hybrid theory. And then, you know, here I am in 2001 listening to some 41 and kind of getting pulled in two different directions in terms of music that I grew up with. Um, but this, yeah, that's kind of like my, when I think back on, on some 41 and me kind of getting familiar with them, that's what I think about. And Nick went to a concert for Lincoln park. And they were like, where is Nick Stillwell in the audience? And they pulled him up on stage and they're like, you got to keep listening to us, man. And then he went to some 41 and they were like, what are you doing, man? You can't leave us in the dark. There was a lot of demand I, for Stillwell in 2001. A lot of demand for Stillwell. Yeah. 
They're like, hey, Nick, over here. No, I wish. Um, <laughs> I didn't go to any of those hey, Nick, shows, over but here. that would have been awesome. Yeah. Get some of this over here. Um, yeah. <laughs> that sounds nice, Carter, but. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's quite a history. And I, I, I completely agree with you that the, the, the song Fat Lip is very different. But it's like, it's almost like when you hear it, you're like, oh, of course this is a hit. Like, of course this is going to get stuck in people's heads and, and people are going to love it. But they, they, they managed to get a lot into like whatever two and a half, three minute song, a lot of different styles and, and uniqueness that I thought was, and that was actually, I think the first time that I saw a drummer singing was that song. Well, that's different because Phil Collins is like a solo act. It's you know? different because he's a drummer and he sings. It's like you understand. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I, I mean, get what like, you mean though. For this, for this era, for, for, for that era, era, for this and, genre, and, and, and for bands like that. Bands and, yeah, right. Yeah, it like was Travis. Unique. It was unique. Yeah, Travis Barker never sang. That guy doesn't even fucking talk, frankly. Um, in interviews, he's like he. I remember watching them when Blink was first coming out, and Travis was like silent. But yeah, I remember seeing um some 41 and like that video and the drummer has the first verse he has the first line and i was like wait the drummer's singing holy shit um but yeah nick call what about you i guess my experience was similar to stillwell um i mean when i was not listening to hybrid theory or blink 182 i made a little bit of time for some 41 um the thing i remember the most is of course the music videos for fat lip and in too deep um I also remember it was a weirdly integral part of American Pie 2. I know that at least two tracks made it on that movie. So I Both think of that those movie, did. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Those two? It was Fat Lip and In Too Deep. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, In Too Deep was at the very end when they were having like, you know, they were cheersing with like red cups across the room. It's like, yeah, man, we did it. We had a really cool summer and they yep. like cheered each other. So when I, when I hear In Too Deep, I just think of, uh, what's the actor, Jason? Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs, yeah. I just think of him doing like the little tip with the red cup anytime I hear this song come on. <laughs> That's really funny. I, I kind of do too. Which I know is what Sum 41 intended was for me to think of American Pie 2. <laughs> yeah, they're in the studio <laughs> recording. They're like, we're going to get Jason Biggs and Chris Klein. We're going to get them cheersing and that is going to be the anthem yeah, but guys, no it's, we it's, did it we're in too deep we did it yeah <laughs> it's funny i remember seeing american pie 2 on dvd and thinking like those songs just came out and they're in this movie like how did that happen and now it's obvious it's like you know you, especially today it's like you can get a song as soon as it's out into your movie or whatever but it's like that was definitely something of like i think that, that if anything that helped some 41 because of like that summer belonged to them because of their yeah, album and those songs. For sure. And that movie was huge. That movie was a big hit. Um, <clears throat> Two songs in one movie is like, that doesn't really happen. That's yeah, pretty impressive. That's, that's and their first and their first two major singles, like they had yeah. a good team I, behind them. I think they knew their audience pretty well with American Pie too. Just we want like the yeah. preteen boy because we got, you know, high school partiers to look up to. We got tits. We got everything that a preteen boy wants. <laughs> That's their audience. Tits, high school preteen boys. <laughs> Bear, what about you? Uh, I don't know that I saw this on TRL, but I definitely heard Fat Lip on the radio on our, our K Rock equivalent, Q101 out here. 
uh, I had just turned 13 in uh, May of 2001. This was a day one, like Tuesday purchase, uh, this CD for me. Uh, I, I heard that song, loved it. Uh, and then shortly after, this became one of the first CDs I sold because I fucking hated it. Oh, um, no. So a little bit of a disconnect between what was uh, expected and what I got on this one. Uh, and I got to say, 20 years later, I was right. So what happened? What CD from? What's up? Who bought your secondhand CD? We had this, uh, <laughs> we had this store near where I grew up that would they would sell used CDs and you could sell them your CDs. We also have this thing called disc replay now. I think they're still around, but I unloaded a lot of CDs out of my old, my old collection, uh, probably like eight or nine years ago to disc replay. And like, I think I did like a hundred bucks. It wasn't much, but um, I, I, I kind of just got rid of that shit. But yeah, every once in a while I would, I would sell something and, and get something, something else at the, how, uh, lo how long did it take for you to, to, to sell the CD, like how long had you had the CD before you sold it? When it you were like, it I couldn't it. have been more than a couple months. It had to have been that summer. Oh wow! It was yeah. so you were still thirteen. Oh yeah, yeah. I was going. I was definitely going to like a a CD store. It was I think it was called. I want to say it was Sunny Day, but I don't think I'm probably Sunny Day Real Estate. So I think it's probably, it was probably like Sunny Side Records or something. Mm -hmm. And they had uh, all kinds of shit. It was <laughs> awesome. It was like a small store. They had a bunch of shit. That's, you know, like I was 13 years old. I thought I was a full grown man. I'm sure it was a little weird. Like I went in there and talked to the staff about like sweet shit I wanted to listen to. Um, it definitely smelled like weed in there. And I just didn't know about it at the time, which is cool. <laughs> uh, that was a good spot. I, I know they closed down. They used to be in LaGrange. Um, but yeah, right. that's where you could, you could sell CDs you didn't like. So I think we can just end the episode now. It sounds like a still, uh, it definitely not still good for Bear. I've got a, a shitload <laughs> of notes I took to help me articulate my thoughts, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, Carter, you can go ahead with your your history of it. We, we can we can give me a break. Well, my history, really it's kind of the same as everyone else's. I, I actually don't even remember like the first time I heard the song, but I just remember like hearing it and being like, "This is awesome! What is this?" But I actually don't think I ever owned the album. I don't think it was an album that I bought. I think because that was around the time when I was still using, I was listening, I had like a, a boom box in my room and I would take blank tapes and record songs from the radio. Oh, yeah. And that's what I did with this. <laughs> and, and then I went to summer camp and I had my cassette player. So I didn't have this album. And then I heard in too deep and did the same thing with that. But like, I definitely remember the video. I remember the girl shaving her head. I remember like the skate. It was like everything of that era. It's like so whoever directed that video was like, we're going to take everything that's popular right now and put it into one place. Like, like yeah. pop, pop punk music, yeah. the jumping, the skateboarding, the shaving of the heads, the old guy dancing in front of a convenience store, like the punks. It was just, everything of that era was just in one little three minute video and this this song i i definitely recorded this off the radio too on a cassette and the thing that sucked was unless they announced the song if you didn't know it you just liked it and you hit record you didn't you had no idea you, you couldn't figure out what the fuck it was right so i remember like i would fill out that little card in the cassette thing and i had it in there like eventually i found out it was like some 41 but i wrote it like s-o-m-e because you're like you don't have any reference yeah and right. then the song being called fat lip which is two words that aren't in it is the worst thing possible when you're like trying to guess the name of something you like so yeah that, that yeah stymied me pretty hard 
Me too. I hope that you guessed the song name was uh, Abortion instead. <laughs> I wish. That's a, that would have been an awesome <laughs> guess. I don't know that I understood that lyric at the time. I think that would have been a really good guess. I think I might have yeah, guessed that like, line. That line fucked me up in you know, however old I was as a kid. Yeah. It was that just was like, like oh my God, did they, did they really say that? Like, I think to your point, Bear, I didn't quite understand what they were saying. I just knew no that idea. like, you know, I was, you know, a very good Catholic boy and abortion was bad. And <laughs> I really liked that song, but that line, that line kind of bothered me, you know, like, wow, I think it took yeah. me a while to get, get through that. So, so were you like, it. Nick, were you listening to it and being like, <laughs> no, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I loved everything about Sum 41 at the time, but I just remember it like, I was like, I think there was probably a part of me that like, wish they didn't say that in the song, you know, just because like, it, it went so against, so against like my upbringing and my yeah. world at the time, which is just funny. I get that. I totally get that. Cause I wasn't allowed to get parental advisory shit. I think we've talked about this before, but I used to have the same yeah. thought like, oh, could you have just not said fuck? <laughs> on this cd so i could fucking buy it because my parents won't let me buy this shit right yeah like, could yeah. you use another word i remember being like actively angry about that but i got this so one uh, you know this this was one of this is like when i started to be able to get cds but it's not parental advisory so this one this one and, and lincoln park like that that made it in yeah i definitely had lincoln park i remember having lincoln park but i don't know why i didn't buy um all killer no filler but i also i thought mind. the song was uh, what'd you say could have sold your mind yeah, I also thought the song was called I Don't Want to Waste My Time because that's, that's how the chorus started. Makes sense. Or something like that. Um, but I remember like, I remember I, 2001 was the year I started like making home movies for the first time, like my own, like taking my dad's camcorder and shooting stuff. And I remember uh, using Sum 41 in too deep in one of them. Like, and I remember having like my sister and her friends were over and like me and my friends were filming and like we were all like this crew and i remember um because we didn't have this was you know we didn't have like a big computer with editing software to add music to so i had one of them like upstairs in a room with a boom box out like turned all the way up outside the window and i was like okay and when we start running away you press play the song's queued up perfectly so press play and so like we start running away and like she presses play and it's like the the first bridge of into deep or something like that um so they kind of were definitely a big part of that part of my childhood too, of like the creativity aspect. Um, but before we get into uh, all of our thoughts, I definitely want to get into Bears first because he has a, what looks like a fucking small notebook uh, of thoughts. Um, if you had to choose between Fat Lip and Into Deep, which one's it going to be? I, I think I think at one point I got tired of hearing Fat Lip. Um, I haven't listened to it in a long time but um revisiting it it's an awesome song that song is great it's really good uh into deep is not a good song uh and i hate it and uh the only thing i really like about it is it's one of very few times that i'm aware that there's two guitar players in this band uh which is good but my my overall problem with this album that is now 20 years old is that uh fat lip is not is not the sound they made on this album. Uh, and when I heard Fat Lip, I was very excited for someone who was doing Green Day Cross with the Beastie Boys. Like, I thought that was cool. Like, I agree. Like, I, I don't think I knew who Phil Collins was at the time either. But you see the drummer singing, they're doing this singing around thing. You're like, this is fucking great. Like, that sound right. is really, really good. Right. And unfortunately, not only do they not even come close musically, 
to doing something else that's similar to fat lip. Uh, all the stuff about fat lip that makes it given you get older, including the line about abortion, which is ridiculous and hilarious. Uh, it, that is, how do you compare the, the the lyrics of In Too Deep to the lyrics of Fat Lip? I mean, that that is coming out really strong with Fat Lip and In Too Deep could have been sang by any band. That's a bunch of shit. Those, those are lyrics you'd write on the fucking Trapper Keeper. Um, that The disconnect between that one song fat up and the other i like mapped it out because i was like okay what do we have here like you have two throwaway songs uh the introduction is a throwaway uh never wake up is a throwaway why even put that on there uh -huh. um fat lip is its own thing pain for pleasure is hilarious kind of experimental so that leaves you with nine songs that actually do fit as an album those songs make sense together uh it's just that my enjoyment of them uh, goes from I, I think uh, nothing on my back is a good song it's a green day song but it's a good song that's that's straight out of jerry finn's trash can um but the rest of them are varying levels of i can't do this um motivation is an mxpx song that is the song responsibility i hate that song i hate its earnestness how the fuck was that ever a single um the re like heart attack i remember liking as a kid i can't imagine why now that song sucks uh, Summer is a Mark Hoppus song. Like I can see Mark Hoppus that, but Mark Hoppus has the wistfulness that some 41 doesn't have to make a song like that work. And so to me, it's just like that, that doesn't really work. Uh, Rhythms is like a bad Tom DeLong song. And then Handle This is longer than a fucking Judd Apatow movie and just, just grinds the whole thing to a halt jesus christ i hate that song i i remember specifically hating it as a kid <laughs> i like i thought that how is it that long and that bad and not only that like i had a thought about how long it was where like if you queue up the king of staten island and start playing handle this like when the lion roars for a second time you can get a like a pink floyd thing where the entire movie king of staten island will play and then end right when handle this ends and you'll Jesus. also you also learn the true name of god by doing that um so that that was that was a thought i had though i didn't i didn't try it out but i think it would probably work yeah probably what a thought mm. what a thought <laughs> yeah what a thought <laughs> what a thought you had bear yeah it was pretty, <laughs> i was i was thinking about it but i just didn't want to hear that song again so I, let I me just ask you like let me just ask you if the whole album sounded like fat lip wouldn't that get a little redundant wouldn't that get a little old? I, I thought about that too, but no one else was doing that. So I don't know. Unfortunately, they didn't make that right. album, so I can't evaluate it. So I don't know where they would have gone if they kept with that. Um, what I do know is what they what they did put out does make sense as an album. It does have a song. It is fitting. I, I think it's very much fitting the mold of pop punk at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, I agree with almost every review that came out too. That's like, yeah, this, this album is about two years too late. You've got high-end production. It kind of sounds like everything else out there. You know, why Why care? Uh, Entertainment Weekly committed a fucking homicide on this album. They said it's generic grade school punk that Green Day outgrew several albums ago. Some 41 ultimately don't add up to much. That, get them a body bag. Holy shit, that's rough. Uh, yeah. But I do agree with it uh, in, in spirit. I just don't. I, I don't know. It's a really good point. I, if they did everything in the round, would I also hate it? Um, but the problem is that, that that song is such an anomaly that it 
it does set an expectation that's never met. Uh, I like that they did Pain for Pleasure. I like that they actually cashed in a little bit for one song on that line about loving Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. I don't really <clears> hear <throat> that anywhere else. Uh, so I'm not left with much to, to enjoy. That's a lot Sounds of uh, that's good. a lot of hate. So I apologize, but um, that's definitely how I felt as a kid, and it's weird to come back to it and have the same thought. Yeah, that is interesting. It sounds like you feel about this album about the same as the lead singer does about this album. I don't know if you guys read, but I guess when he was yeah. asked like about the wild success of this album, he said, "I have no idea why. I think it stinks." Um, yeah, but you know, it put him on the map. Uh, as far as what I think. It's impossible to go as negative as Bear. That's for damn sure. Uh, <laughs> I think it has its hit, hits and misses. I mean, obviously, Carter, you posed the question to Bear, like Fat Lip or In Too Deep. Those are the two biggest hits. Um, I think Fat Lip is way better. So I'm with Bear on that. I don't think In Too Deep's in my top five, even, on this album. Um, I do like Heart Attack quite a bit. I like Handle This quite a bit. I know it's going to make Bear pretty happy. Um, but I feel like, you know, as a 12, 13 year old at the time, it's pretty much exactly what you need. There's no thinking to this album. It just sounds cool. And I think. And it's the album of the moment. Like it's. Yeah, it's exactly. I mean, like you said, as far as like what it sounds like, the imagery they put in their music videos, it's, it is exactly what it is. They're not trying to be anything more than that. And if you kind mm -hmm. of take it at face value, I feel like you're going to walk away with it thinking, you know, that was fun. It was a good time. It wasn't too in-depth, but I enjoyed listening to it. That was my I, take. I disagree with you because I think they are trying to be more than that. And that's what's so frustrating because Fat Lip is trying to be more than that. And then you you listen to the album and it's not. And, and that's so disappointing. Well, that's probably yeah. a thing with their with their record label. Like I imagine, because I, look, I bet you they are Iron Maiden and Judas Priest fans for sure. But I bet you... Who, whether, whether it was their producer or their A&R people or whatever, we're probably like, yeah, you can't do all that though. Like you can't put all of that, you know, into like, no one's going to buy that. I, I, I almost like, I don't, I wasn't there obviously, but like, there's a part of me that like almost guarantees that that's what happened. Like it just, because it, I, I hear what you're saying. I, and I think both of you are right in the sense that like, there are flashes of this album that want to be more than what the whole thing is the thing that sucks this is one of a, a couple times where i bought an album based on the strength of a single that i thought was gonna uh, be a harbinger of good things i would like mm -hmm. and the rest of the album was no nothing near that single uh and that uh, you feel like you got sucker punched there um mm. the only one i can think of is that first foster the people album torches that was another one i was like oh dude that pumped up kick song slaps and then you listen to the rest of the album it's like Oh, this is bad. This is straight up bad music. Uh, it sounds nothing like that. That single does. Um, still, well, I'm one yes. of the only people that doesn't like that song. That song's good, but I, again, the rest of the album stuck so bad. Stuck. I've heard other songs. I hope that Carter was the opposite that he hated that one song but loved the entire album. That'd be funny. I get <laughs> no, it. I That's more I likely. I didn't love the album either, and I, I like, I like other Foster the People songs. I love the song "Sit Next to Me." That song's fucking awesome. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Stillwell, what about you? You guys hear me okay? My earbuds yes. died. Okay. That's okay. Cool. Yeah, I can hear you. You actually sound better. Um, awesome. Perfect. Uh, so I think that the first two singles being Fat Lip and In Too Deep is really interesting. And I agree. They're, um, 
I actually think Into Deep doesn't really sound that much like most of the album either. Um, it, it, it's it's like a step in that direction, um, but you have a really interesting riff in that um, in the verses, you know, and kind of the intro. Like that's not that's not very straightforward pop punk. Um, Fat Lips certainly isn't like we've already talked about. I think it's really interesting that they came out the gate with those two songs because. I completely agree. Whether you liked the album or not, then whether you liked it now, um, both of those don't really sound like everything else on the album kind of sounds the same. So um, I wasn't able to find like the story behind those two songs and when they were written versus others. Um, but they were obviously released strategically because they were very unique. And I think maybe, you know, I'm speculating a little bit, but like, just knowing that a lot of it does sound a lot like just the generic pop punk we've all heard, especially then, maybe that was their strategy is like, let's, let's find the most unique songs and kind of put those out. But I agree with what you said, Bear. Like, I, I think you literally were like, if you, if you pull out Fat Lips specifically, but I would even endeavor to say In Too Deep too. If you pull those out, the album kind of makes a lot more sense cohesively. Um, so I thought that was an interesting point and just something I was thinking a lot about as I, remembered this album and listened to it. Um, I think they're both just really unique songs. Um, I think Fat Lip is for sure my favorite, but um, In Too Deep is unique. Like it's, it, again, I, I think it's very, very different from um, really many songs that I've heard. Like, I don't even know kind of how they came up with that riff. I think there's a lot of interesting dynamics with it. Um, but in, in going through the album, so I, I, I did some research and Summer was actually the, the first song that they ever recorded. And it was, it was the one that they sent to record labels when they were trying to get signed. So that song had been around with them for a while. Um, I, think I, I like that, that song, too, I, think it, I think it fits well on the album. Um, it's right after In Too Deep, track eight. That's also um, where their name comes from. Their name comes from being formed 41 days into Summer. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. I, no one read. No, none of us read that on the Wikipedia. <laughs> Nick didn't know. No, I didn't know. Yeah, call it. Thank you. Are you yeah. kidding me? He shit bear. Uh, I read the Wikipedia for the album, but not the band. So I guess I'll go to circle back on that one. <laughs> you fucking jerk bear. Yeah. How do you feel now? <laughs> um, but I think that like it's interesting looking at this album. In, like knowing what I know about the band now and kind of what you get on the later albums, um, the metal influences, like just how well their lead guitar player um, is Dave, right? Brown sounds like how much, how much he can shred. It's really interesting that they made this album compared to like everything they've kind of made since then. And I haven't like kept up with some 41 by any means, but um, you know, there's, there's actually not a lot of riffs on this album. Um, like, Kind of comparing it to uh, to Blink One Eighty Two, which obviously we talked about on the first podcast with you guys. You know they're very riff based, right? Um, this is a lot of power chords, um, kind of along the lines of Green Day. Like I think that's a good comparison. But um, if anything, I think it wasn't really allowing their full band to shine in the way that they're capable of, and the way that I think they do on some of their later albums. That was something I was also thinking about. I think that there's a lot of good stuff on here. I just think you kind of have to be, you kind of have to be okay with the highs and lows of it. I don't think it's a perfect album, um, but there's a lot on here that I like. I think that, Barry, you brought up the intro and the outro. Like, I think 
that's just like hilarious. Um, I love the outro. I remember being a kid listening to this album and loving the outro, even though it was so different from the rest of the album. And it's, you kind of get a glimpse of like the metal influence and sort of where they, where they take their sound in a heavier way on Does This Look Infected, the second album after this. But I just think Pain for Pleasure is like a fun song to listen to. And I remember like just being obsessed with those riffs. And I kind of wish that they did more of that stuff on this album um, in retrospect. Uh, I looked up the lyrics to the, uh, to the intro, Introduction to Destruction, and I, I just thought I'd read them for fun because I know they also still open their show with that track to this date. I watched like a, oh, wow. a live stream video on YouTube that someone ripped from one of the festivals. Like they played some rock, like, I don't know, like Hellfest or one of those like rock festivals that kind of book a lot of these bands nowadays um, from a couple years ago. And they play that to open the show, which I thought was hilarious. But so this is this is what it um, this is what the intro says: Children of the Beast embrace to scorn and hate the human race, consume the light that hugs the earth, and aid the womb in giving birth to aid a group that will appear and guide you through this final year. The dark armies then will come when the sum is forty-one. Like, <laughs> I'm not surprised at all that that was Bear's favorite track. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, no, that's just a throwaway. Like it's funny, but it's like it's not. It's just it's short. It's a throwaway. I don't I don't know that I love it, but I I loved Stillwell's dramatic reading of it. The yeah. the problem I have with Pain for Pleasure it doesn't go anywhere. That that song is not given yeah. enough room to breathe. Like that needs another minute and a half because that's a great song and it's over before it starts. Yeah, I really wonder why they threw that on at the end. Um, and why they didn't do more with it. Like, again, maybe it was just cause like they wanted to make, like they love metal and they wanted to make something different, but yeah. I kind of think they could have done something more with that. I think the intro is hilarious. And I think it goes right after that, it goes into nothing on my back, which I think is a banger. I do too. Good song. Um, not only that, but Derek, his vocals are mixed down more in that track than the rest of them. And it's the correct level for his ability to sing. <laughs> and they bring him up a little too much in like in too deep. And then you start to focus too much on the lyrics and it's and it's bad. But that, I was surprised that I liked that song given that I don't like any other songs except for Fat Lip. That's a good song. I I like really from the start all the way to Handle This. Um, I actually really like Handle This. Call, I'm glad you said you do too. Um, Jesus, what happened? So for great. me, I think, I think my top... I think, I think that's definitely like in my top three, maybe even my second or first favorite song on the album. Well, behind Fat Lip, Fat Lip would be number one. I think Handle This might be number two, but I think that's a really good song. And then the album kind of loses me after that. Um, I, I think Heart Attack is a really annoying song. I did not enjoy that. Um, they kind of just lose me. Like, I feel like they, they, they had a good thing going, you know, up until that point, but then the album kind of just becomes fairly average after that i think it's gonna be tough for us to find common ground on this album like i like handle this a lot that's also a top three for mine Stop but saying. i also like i also like heart attack i think that's one of my top three <laughs> i just feel like we all have like songs well, that were like, oh i love that one. Oh no i hated that one i think we can all agree that we love fat lip though yeah like i think that's that song's just like i gotta say even 20 years later i still haven't heard a song quite like it in terms of the genre that it's in and and you know the the type of stuff they're doing like the marriage of as you said beastie boys with um what was it 
Beastie Boys with who? It's like Beastie Boys and Green Day. But in yeah, the context Beastie Boys and Green of this Day. album, yeah. it, it doesn't play like a a single. It plays like a joke because it's not what this album is. In that, that, I just have a huge problem with that. I don't know what you people are on with it. Handle this. How hey, by the way, you, handle how, this. How can you handle that much earnesty in a song? Like uh, that makes me it's pretty earnest. Like, but... It's so earnest. Like, oh, <laughs> you God, can have a this. You, you, you want to know handle this? Yeah, make that three people that like it. I like that oh. song too. So you eat shit again. So Bear's been officially so... outvoted. Yeah, Bear, you're Bear, you're done. It's over. It, it, yeah, by the time you get done listening to it, you've aged twenty years. Also. No, it's 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 kind of like they're. I feel like it's it's like the closest thing to a ballad that they have on the album. And I'm a big. I'm a, obviously, as you know, I'm a big ballad fan. Um, but I think into deep into deep is kind of close to a ballad too. I, I think I think handle this is a little closer. But it's funny. I it's really hard. Like into deep and and fat lip are like most of the time just so neck and neck for me. But. I will say lately I've been on slightly more of an into deep kick um, when listening to this album. I just, I really think it's catchy. Um, and one of the things that I do when I listen to songs is I do a lot of like visualization with them. Like I imagine like, you know, them playing over like credits of a movie I make or in a movie. So I can like kind of see them and that helps me like get into them more. So if I can see, something like that with a song I'm listening to, it just makes me like it more. And that's something that I feel like In Too Deep is doing at the moment. Um, so I'm going to give just the slightest edge to In Too Deep, just in terms of In Too Deep <clears throat> versus Fat Lip. But Fat Lip is undeniably like a truly original um, song. And it's just, yeah. and, and it's great. Um, I agree with you, Bear, that I really like Nothing on My Back. I think that song is awesome. And I actually really like, my favorite part of it is towards the end when he's just like nothing on my back and they kind of repeat it and there's the, the, the guitar and the drums come back in and then it builds up again i just think that's really inventive and cool um i don't like heart attack either and i agree this this song this, this album is kind of it's a lot of i don't know it's weird it's a lot of like fits and starts and and hits and misses like i, I love nothing on my back i hate never waking up I love Fat Lip. I can take it or leave it with motivation in summer. I really like Handle This. I really like In Too Deep. I think the outro and intro are very funny. I agree with you. But like some of the songs that are just kind of peppered throughout, they're just they're just forgettable. The one thing I'll say is that this album is a very easy listen. It's like 38 minutes or something. It's really short. Yeah, it flies Christ. by. I listen to it. 32 even shorter jesus christ i listened to i listened to it like a bunch of times before we recorded because it's just like yeah why not you can't i can I can have this on while i cook i can have, you know it's like you can do anything with it but like i i think that i i've never it's funny i've never heard an analysis of this album or of some 41 quite like what you said bear and, and i have to say i'm i'm i don't disagree with the fact that like had the album sounded a little bit more inventive in the way that fat lip does i don't think anybody would have been against that but i just i i, I would imagine that it was the record label that was like all right well you, we gave you fat lip now go do something else that everyone else is gonna love but fat lip was just i mean it you hear that song you hear that riff and you're immediately transported back to 2001 like it's just it's a song for that time 
Like any, like, yeah, it's good. You mentioned this album had a lot of hits and misses and a lot of different sounds going on, but I feel like you need to give a band the leeway to do that on their first full length album. And I agree. Um, discovering what their sound is. And like we talked about, I think they really put it together in their, in their albums after. Um, I mean, Does This Look Infected and Chuck are both really good albums. I like them I think they're both better than this one for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they really progressed their sound. I mean, they pretty much changed genres more or less. They started mm-hmm. out as like kind of pop punk for all killer, no filler. And they went to like, you know, alternative metal, like thrash metal for Chuck at times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I thought played well. I mean, still, well, you mentioned earlier <laughs> that there was some kind of really cool guitar riffs in um, all killer, no filler, but there was only a little bit. I really feel like they expanded on that as they got into like, does this look infected and Chuck? Mm-hmm. So there were some good seeds, but I just think with this album, I mean, you have to look at it as an, uh, a standalone individual, but I mean, you also got to remember that it's them kind of finding their sound and putting their whole, you know, kind of setting the tone for their discography and kind of evolving as an artist, you know? Yeah, I agree. I, I think that they, <clears throat> had more to offer. They ultimately kind of show you that in the in the next two albums specifically, Does This Look Infected and Chuck, which I both like as well. Um, yeah, I, I would have liked to have heard more riffs on this, like just, especially just knowing that like, you know, I mean, they have full on guitar solos in Does This Look Infected um, on a couple songs, which is awesome. And like I said, Dave Brown sound, the, their guitarist can shred. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of that on this or just more riffs in general. I think the power chords work. Um, they do a good job with them, but there could have been there could have been more more risks taken on the album. But mm-hmm. I do hear you that like, you know, it, it can work both ways, right? You can be like, well, your whole album sounds the same and that's not interesting. Or you could be like, you know, it's kind of all over the place. Um, I don't know if this is all over the place. I think there's there's the few songs that kind of stick out as being unique, like we've talked about. But I do agree with you that, you know, for a first album out the gate, like, it's kind of nice to see at least them doing some different things on here and kind of kind of figuring it out in real time. You know, you have, you have sort of the ballad and handle this, like we've talked about. You kind of see them trying a lot of different things. And then I think they figure it out more after that. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't... What about motivation? How do you guys? Carter said he kind of likes it. That that song. No, me, I said I could take it or leave it. I could leave it forever. Like I just wrote down unlistenable. Like how? I was are you surprised. Not more disturbed? I was surprised that that was their third single. Um, I, yes, it's horrifying. I didn't know that at the time. Um, that that they even had a third single. I mean, in my opinion, like <laughs> at the time, it was Fat Living in Too Deep, and then that was it. But when I was going back and reading about this album. I read that motivation was the third single, which I thought was kind of wow. a random choice. Um, I think it's fine. I could do without it. It's fine. It fits on the album, but like, it's not one of my favorites. Yeah, I think for me, I'm not sure if it's going to crack my top 10 on this album, which puts it at like, I don't know. <laughs> How many tracks are on this album? Like 12? 13. 13. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would Including say the intro. 10 for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think like, I, I, I agree, uh, Nick, that like, it's cool to see them try things. And then especially when you listen to, you know, Does This Look Infected and Chuck to hear those things come to more fruition. 
in those albums is cool. But what's it? I, and I didn't know this till I did some research, but the original drummer is not in the band and he left after Chuck, I believe. He's a real estate agent in Palm Springs. Oh, in Palm like, Springs? Yeah, he's a complete... I read, that, I read that he was a real estate agent, but I guess I assumed he lived in Canada still. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I no, he's in, <laughs> he's in Palm Springs. And what's so interesting is like, he like it, he had success. Like this band was successful, but he probably was just like, I'm just not loving it. I, I think it was a thing of like, I, I think they were probably going in a direction that maybe he was just like, I'm just not into this. So I give the guy a lot of credit. And he also went by Steve-O at the time a little bit, but yeah. then Steve-O from Jackass was a lot bigger. So he's like, I can't really do that. Um, but did he, he leave after, did he leave after Chuck? I'm pretty sure remember. he left after Chuck because between Chuck and, and, um, and their next album, which I think is called Underclass Hero. I think it was like three years. And I think in that time they found a new drummer. I've also, I also YouTubed a couple live <laughs> versions of Fat Lip and it's a different key um and i don't like it as much the live version um it does not sound nearly as good um that said this recording of fat lip is it's fucking immortal it's, it's all time um but i think that the album as a whole i agree that you have to judge it as a as a whole piece and i feel like it's because you're it's like yeah we all read Derek wilby's interview where he's like i don't think it really holds up that well and the one thing I thought of when I, as I was listening to it was like, you know what? It's kind of a, a bit of a, a relief to other artists, whether they're in music or a different field or something, to hear, you know, the front man of the band say that. Because he's basically saying like, you know, yeah, this album was huge. I actually don't really love it. But, I, but basically it's like, we're learning like, oh, it's okay. Like, it's okay that it doesn't hold up that well. It's okay that maybe it's not as great as you want it to be because like, you know, luck, obviously like they had some good luck and it was a hit. If it wasn't a hit, they probably wouldn't have gotten to make more songs but and more albums, but it was a hit. And so they got a chance to expand their sound and really make stuff they were proud of. And I guess you don't always hear artists say that. I thought that was very refreshing that he was like, yeah, I don't really know how much that holds up. Cause usually when you hear somebody say like, Oh, I don't like that movie. It's like, it's like this big clickbaity thing. Like, Oh, and they bash their own thing. And it's like, he's not bashing it. He's basically just saying like, yeah, we were really green and, and I don't quite know how, how great we were, but you know, clearly they got better and uh, hopefully they're making stuff that he's proud of now. Um, but I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit because I, I thought that was such an interesting and refreshing outlook. And I can't really think of, you know, many other are like, I guess, I guess Chris Martin from Coldplay said that about X and Y. He was like, I didn't, that album okay, wasn't as good as Carter works Coldplay into this discussion. Album. Sorry, Nick, yeah, go ahead. Of course I do. <laughs> I Yell at me all you want. That, uh, I wish Chris Martin said that about every Coldplay album. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's funny. Um, uh, I know the Beastie Boys kind of famously disowned their first album for good reasons. Uh, oh, okay. In their book, uh, Ad Rock claims he he goes into the whole thing explaining why Hello Nasty is their best album. He is incorrect about his own work. Um, David Fincher famously disowned Alien Three. He's wrong about that. Alien Three fucking rules. Yeah, um, so like I don't I don't know how much I put stock into artists evaluating their own work especially once it's finished once it's finished i do think you give it over to people experiencing it that's true um, but it, it's interesting i don't know it 
did it do you did it say which of his albums uh Derek Wibley's that he thinks is the best no he didn't he just said because because someone was like all killer no fill is turning 20 can you believe it and I think he was like yeah but you know it's not that great from what I remember um but but I don't know I, I feel like that wasn't really on his mind I think he was more just like yeah I don't know I I feel like that album didn't, you know, I, I think he was more like, I'm, I think he was basically saying like, I don't think it holds up and I'm worried that other people are going to listen to it and think the same thing. Are they That's still the vibe I got. Music? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Wow, but it's, a, it's, a, I feel like a few, of the, I don't think it's just the drummer that, I think they've changed a few people in the band. No, no it's just the drummer. The oh, it's just the drummer. Oh. Okay, cool. Yeah, Roundtown so... left and came back. Well, the, right, uh, that was I know you mentioned went into real estate in Palm Springs, but before he went into real estate, he had a small stint in stand-up comedy. So do yourself so a YouTube favor and get ready not to laugh when you check it out. Oh, God. Did you check it out? Of course I checked it out. Uh, how, what, how bad? You got an idea something. of a joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, so here was like his leading joke. Uh, oh, Christ. Is that he was talking about how after a show, he would go and wait for the groupies and he'd be excited for the groupies and they would come up to him and they would see it was just the drummer and they would bypass him and wait for Derek. And that was his joke. It's like, hey, I'm the drummer. I don't get any pussy, get it? And then so he's just, <laughs> he was just out there doing band material too. Yeah. To, to, an, to an unconvinced audience. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oof. That's kind brutal. of that's, kind not, that's of not a joke. That's just like a oh, fact. It's, it's just I a know, thing that happened. Acting, it was a not interesting one at that. But he did mention that he did blow with uh, the band Metallica, which I thought was interesting. Um, yeah. wow. I, thought, I thought there was a lot of influence on the album Chuck. I know we're not talking about that album specifically, but I thought there was a lot of Metallica influence on that album, uh, especially yeah. on the song The Bitter End. It just sounded oh, yeah master of puppets like right out of the gate um so i thought it was interesting that he was talking about hanging out with metallica and doing blow with them and then seeing them turn around and do chuck so that was kind of cool That's yeah they're um i mean they're big metal guys like i know we talked about it and um they you know they actually played metallica was inducted to the um well i mean not inducted they M do you i don't even remember mtv used to do their icon thing where they would like um they would like do a whole special about a particular band and it was kind of their version of the rock and roll hall of fame um but they did one on metallica and they had a lot of bands and artists at the time that were popular like you know for the show uh perform live versions of the songs recreations and some 41 opened the show and uh and i think they played is it Master of Puppets? Or I think they did a medley of a couple songs, but I remember watching that because it was more around this album, the all killer, no filler phase. They hadn't done Does This Look Infected yet. So I just remember that, uh, Dave, their guitarist, like nailing the solos and shredding and like them all being pretty good musicians, um, much more than you get to see on this album because it's very straightforward power chords for the most part. Just a random Metallica thing with them that I that I just thought about. That's interesting. I I mean I never listened to anything else they put out because I hated this album so much. Uh, the only other song I know is Still Waiting, and I think that song sucks. 
but it's interesting that they get to showcase some different things. I agree with what you said about In Too Deep earlier. That's a good riff. There's a good little guitar solo that sounds like it's ripped out of the middle of the 80s. Uh, it's not very long. They don't give us enough, but that's yeah. That's one of the few places where the, where All Killer No Filler breaks out and does something with actually having two guitar players that I felt like crossed over from what Blink-182 can do with one. Whereas the rest of the album doesn't feel that way. And I'm like, why even have two guys? Um, so I, I believe it, yeah, but, but it's yeah. just it, like, you see, all right, you've got a lead and a rhythm. Hopefully they do some cool layering and they kind of don't. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, the fuck didn't you do anything with this? That's interesting. I, I, I think, you know, it's funny to hear that you, you didn't, I mean, I'm not surprised if you didn't like the, this first album, you wouldn't listen to anything else, but you should yeah, listen to like, Chuck. I also didn't check out Coldplay's entire catalog after you maybe listen to Parachutes. <laughs> no, that's normal. That's understandable. You should listen to Chuck though. I feel you're a, you're a heavier guy. You're into heavier music. Chuck, Chuck <laughs> Thank has you, some, sir. You're, you're a bigger you're a heavier guy. guy. I'm, a, I'm a larger man. I'll enjoy it. <laughs> no, I meant, <laughs> oh man. Um, no, you're into heavier music because you're heavier and uh no you should you should check it out resonates Chuck. through me better yeah. yeah yeah you can you can handle that music better you should listen to it there, there's some really good metal songs but anyways as we as we wrap up here guys um uh what are what are our final verdicts what do we think i, f I feel i feel like actually i'll, I'll say what i say, but i i want to hear what the, the knicks say first we know what bear's answer is of course it hasn't changed hate it then hate it now right. <laughs> um I mean, I would say for me, this is tough because it's it's very good if I'm in 2001 playing Tony Hawk and I'm blasting it in the background, it's very good. But is it good for me at 32 years old? I'm going to have to lean probably towards no. I mean, I'm not going to throw this album on and really listen to it. Uh, that being said, I will throw on Chuck. I listened to that today and it was awesome. Probably going to listen, listen to it again this week. Um, but for all killer, no filler, I'll pull out, you know, Fat Lip and some of my songs and listen to them as a standalone from time to time. But front to back as an album, I'm going to have to unfortunately say uh, still not good. Let's go. <laughs> still well. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Still not good. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, uh, Nick, like what you just said, because... When we did the Blink episode, I mean, I know you listen to Blink all the time, but kind of like we talked about, as much as I love them, I just don't listen to them all the time. But it got me in a Blink mode. Like, I listened to that album after the episode. I listened to more albums. Um, I feel like I've listened to more Blink in the last year just because we did that podcast episode, to be completely honest. So I thank you guys for that. It's been great. It's been, it's been good times. Um, but with this one, yeah, like, I, I kind of don't really think I'm going to listen to all killer, no filler much after this episode. Um, you know, I, I think you get a lot more of what this band was capable of on the later albums, which is a good thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm happy for them that they get to, you know, that they got to later showcase their full, um, their full capabilities. But here, you know, it's, um, it's really a warm up act, I, I think, in terms of some 41. Yeah, um, I think it's tough for me as well because there's like enough on the album that I like, but 
as a whole, I can't justify putting it on, listening it, listening to it from start to finish and enjoying everything. Like, for example, like Enema of the State, I feel like maybe I don't like one. Actually, no, I think I like all the songs on it, like truly. And I, you know, there might have been, I, I think for a while I didn't like Wendy Clear but that changed. And so I was like, okay, that's one song out of 11. Yeah, that album's still good. But on this, it's like half the album I'm not really into. Like I could take it or leave it. So for me, it's a soft no. And the reason it's a soft no is because I, yeah, you're very, Bear's very happy. Let's we're all go, Rackham, hell yes. But we're all, but listen, we're, we're all more fucking thoughtful than, well, no, you're not you're not unthoughtful you're very mean about i'm heavy yeah, you're, he- you're heavy right you're too heavy i'm just large you're very he's got a full heavy. page of thoughts you can't call him not thoughtful right. yeah th- yeah know, thank I'm, you I'm, still I'm well let's have you on more often yeah i know no i'm being mean to my co-host i'm sorry michael um that's right his name's michael in case anybody's shocked to hear that no but yeah I, I don't think it's, that i don't think it's still good i i think that i think it's close i think as much as i love fat lip and in too deep and nothing on my back and 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 handle this fuck you bear um, i i just I feel like that's where we're diverging is handle. i feel like those those four out of 13 tracks are really the only ones that i would want to listen to on repeat so just based on pure math that's less than half the album so i can't i can't give it a still good vote that said i agree that i think does this look infected and chuck are from my memory at least far superior and so we should cover those at some point um but yeah before we go i i'd love it if we could do a dramatic um reading of uh the first or as much of the first verse of fat lip as we can remember um alternating lines i mean it's up to you guys if you don't want to do it i weirdly probably know every word of that song that's terrific. I really um, probably don't. I've heard that song a million times and I played it at my wedding. I insisted upon having it at my wedding, but I probably don't. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> All right, listen. So here's what we're going to do. I'll, I'll start the first line and then whoever knows the other one, just, just come in. Um, no, that's going to that's gonna be a mess. That's going to be a mess. Okay, you're right. You got to have a set order. They have a set order in the band. You're right. You're right. Um, so Bear, if you know all the words, maybe you should go first. Okay. All right, then who's second? Um, I'll go second. Call will go second. Okay. And then Stillwell goes third. I go fourth. And we're totally not yeah. Googling this, right? No, we're not I, 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 sw- I promise you I could probably do the whole thing from memory. Weirdly. Let's see if we can do it from memory. Okay. Storm into the party like my name was El Nino. Something, something El Camino. Well, I'm hanging out drinking in the back of El Camino. Ah, yeah. Snipe. As a kid, pass. pass. We'll just keep it going if you yeah. have to pass. As a kid, <laughs> that's your line you're giving. Was as a kid? <laughs> no, it's as a kid, and then someone else says the other one. Was a skid? Yeah. All right, I'll take it. And nobody knew me by name. Crashed my own house party because nobody came. Well, I know I'm not the one you thought you knew back in high school. Hard pass. Uh, never, never knew and never knew and never lied to. <laughs> never going, isn't it like never going? I think it's attention that we crave. That's the next yeah. one. That's the next never line. Never going. Uh, tell us to behave. Going. No. It's attention that we crave. Don't tell us to behave. I'm sick of always being told to act my age. I don't want to waste my time. 
become another casualty of society? I'll, I'll never fall in line. <laughs> become another victim of your conformity or back down. We're good. That was, that was nice. That was, that was good. That was a disaster. <laughs> well, it's to get to that abortion line we talked about. So someone could it's, say it. It's and then, so like, deep in there. Oh, it's, it's deep in there. It's like the, um, how does it go? It's, uh, the, I like the, songs with distortion. Drinking. What? Drinking in proportion. Drinking in proportion. The doctor said my mom should have had an abortion. Abortion, abortion. <clears throat> and then it echoes. Yeah, I love how it echoes out. Just in yeah. case you didn't hear it the first time. Yeah, in case you didn't hear it the first time, they're like, listen, I should have been aborted. And little Catholic Nick Stillo was like, I don't like that. <laughs> like, he see, he saw all the fans. He's like, I know you guys like that, but I don't like that. It bothered me, for sure. It's <laughs> funny that that song is only two minutes and 58 seconds, because, Carter, I think you said this in the beginning. Like, there's a there's a lot of sections and a lot going on on that song. They pack a lot it in. Feels, it feels way longer, not in a bad way, just like, dynamically there's so much that they get done and yeah just under three minutes and you see that the same way in the video like if all three lord of the rings movies were a song they, they might so change much. the time signature for the third verse which is fairly complex yeah and yeah. again doesn't vibe with anything they do on the rest of the album yeah is that hang on let me i think you might be right hang on I'm excited to watch you listen to the song in real time in your head. Yeah, that's good. That's <laughs> no. good. That, that's good for that's the show. That's a, that's a good. That's a good note to end on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> were you were All you right. figuring out the time signature? Is that is that what was? Going yeah, he on was there? clapping. Yeah, you I, just couldn't see it. I, I don't think I don't think it does change time signatures. I think the, I think uh, I think it's just, just I think the third chorus or is the same. He's talking about the bridge. The, uh, yeah. The abortion part. After yeah, yeah, after don't count on me. Oh, don't count on me. After that, would it? Would yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Actually, yeah, you're right. I was wrong. I think they, I think they changed it up a little bit. I'm a so fucking idiot. We had a, a gifted musician to walk us through the the tempo I'm here. A fucking idiot. <laughs> as, as I've said many times, I, I will never hate something without having an extreme example of why. <laughs> Entertainment <laughs> Weekly, man, they were they were harsh and they went so, like a lot of places actually weren't very nice. That one was like, <sighs> what did they I'm give it? Like a D. They gave it a C plus, which I, I don't think fits that. Uh, yeah, it doesn't fit the, the verbiage. Fit Jesus. Blurb. Yeah. I wouldn't expect that from them. You know, I'd expect a harsh review from other places, but I'll never not I'll, Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. This was the first time I discovered like comments or and like before they were even a thing, like comments on internet articles. So Entertainment Weekly, the the Music critic, I think his name was David Brown. He gave Blink 182's Take Off Your Pants and Jacket a C plus. Oh, and a oh. lot of angry fans were like, what the hell? Yeah, that's for, I agree with them. First of all, it's a fucking ridiculous. That album is fucking A minus easy. Um, they they uh, and a lot of angry fans were like, what the hell's wrong with you, David Brown? Like tons of comments, David Brown, David Brown. And you know, you can like fill in your name for whatever you want. And so there were a lot of people you know, yelling at him for giving it a bad grade. And then a commenter who was, who wrote the name David Brown 
um, wrote, fine, fine, I'll raise my rating to an A+. Now I'm going to go back to having lovely oral sex with my friend John, who's giving my son a rim job right now. And I remember reading that and being like, what? <laughs> like my head exploded. And for the longest time, I was like, oh my God, that critic just like openly said that he was like having sex with someone who was like servicing his son or something fucked up. Then I, it took me a while to realize, oh, that was clearly somebody just doing a joke as the bad critic. But like, I had never seen anything like that. That was my first introduction to like internet chat room fucking comments or whatever. And it was weird. Yeah, that, w- welcome to the party, pal, on internet comments. I mean, some of us grew up on that sludge. Oh my uh, God. Drowning- and, then and then Carter spent a lot of time in chat rooms after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my, I, and, then, and then I realized I love chat Just rooms. being that guy. Yeah, yeah. I never wanted to the, leave. I, I, Drowned in Sound, which I've never heard of, said, if this record had come out two years ago, then maybe the story could have been completely different. Sorry, guys, it's not a bad album, but too many bands are doing the same thing a million times better. Good, just not good enough. And then the hardtimes.net, which I've never fucking heard of, said about the line about uh, the guy's mom's doctor should have had an abortion. Obviously, she didn't, but goddamn. Can you imagine what that must have been like to hear? I don't want to get political, but that's kind of fucked up. And also, I agree with that doctor. <laughs> Jesus. I feel like the hardtimes.net could be another type of website that Bear goes to pretty often. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm secretly writing there all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's Bear's site. Um, you see anyways. something about someone get hit by a car on there under a pen name. It was me. Yeah, that was me or him. Anyways, guys, thanks for thanks for listening. The Knicks, thank you guys for coming back. It's really always great to have you. I hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do. Um, yeah, the uh, pleasure is always yours. <laughs> <laughs> you always give such interesting opinions and always make me feel terrible for thanking you, Nick Call. Nick Stillwell, you're the best. Nick Call, you're the worst. Um, Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Feel free to subscribe on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. You can say whatever you want about me. Terrible things, as long as you give us a five-star review. Um, Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can watch this. Uh, Is it still good? You can find us on Instagram, at stillgoodshow, um, and our website, stillgoodshow.com. We'll see you next week as we continue our uh, 2001 summer movie season revisiting, and uh, we thank the Knicks, and we thank all of you. And for Bear Kennedy, I'm Andrew Carter. Also listen on Spotify because Nick Stillwell works for Spotify and he got mad at me for not mentioning Spotify. Mm